0: Hey, 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 Queens Unburdened. This is Dr. Kamiko. And this is Crystal Turner. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you have taken the time to listen with us today. We are going to be talking to you all about seasonal affective disorder, or what some people might consider the winter blues, in which um, it's interesting, right? The acronym is SAD. And that's what a lot of people will experience during this time. So I just want to briefly talk to you all about what seasonal affective disorder is and um, how it, you know, might come about, symptoms you may experience. So that way, if you or someone that you're around is experiencing it, you can um, understand what you're looking at. So seasonal affective disorder is typically going to be associated with winter. Can it happen at other times of the year? It absolutely can. But there is something about when the days are starting to get a little bit shorter whenever um, we're not quite getting as much sunlight and and depending on your work schedule, you might leave in the dark and you may come home in the dark. And that is very difficult for the body to adjust because sometimes we need that early morning light just to get all of the circadian rhythms going. So you know, circadian rhythms is basically our our body's clock, right? And so with those shorter daylight hours, our internal clock is kind of like, hmm, you know, if it's dark outside, we tend to think it's time to go to bed. Well, it might be dark and it's only five o'clock. So we're almost fighting against our natural clock to stay up during a time that it's dark outside and that can definitely affect sleep. So a lot of times during um, this time of the year, people start to possibly start having uh, mood issues that they might not have during the spring and the summer. So the other thing, so melatonin is a natural chemical that our body makes. And there are several supplements available now. And I feel like melatonin um, intake can be very controversial primarily because sometimes when we start giving our body things that it makes, it tends to think, oh, great, I don't need to make this anymore. And so it can be problematic if we take it for long periods of time. Um, Not really a big problem if you're taking it because you've traveled or you're jet lagged, things of that nature. It doesn't disrupt you as much, but when it becomes a habit of taking it every night, it could potentially cause some problems. So, one of the things to also think about is that our serotonin levels can be affected if we're not getting sunlight. So, just be mindful of that. And one thing you can definitely do is try to get a little bit of sunlight in the morning, even if that means just sitting on your porch, opening your blinds as you're getting ready for work. Your body knows, okay daytime and, you know, 10, 12 hours, I need to start producing some melatonin so we can wind down and get ready for bedtime. Um, How is SAD or seasonal affective disorder diagnosed? So your primary care can, can, you know, diagnose you with this. Um, Psychiatric provider definitely could. And the reason that we, you know, you definitely should seek help is that it typically won't fix itself. Now there are some non things that you can do, but you definitely don't want to just sweep it under the rug and say, okay, well, I'm just going to have to suffer from like October to like March. That's a bit of the year, right? So, you know, don't feel like, okay, I always feel sad around Christmas. I always feel sad around Thanksgiving. It doesn't have to be that way. There are definitely some techniques and things that you can do um, to kind of help yourself. So one is going to be light therapy. and Crystal's going to talk a little bit more about that, but that is probably the least invasive way to help yourself. um of course, there's always the option of taking medication. you could always do some talk or psychotherapy and then vitamin D actually plays a pretty vital role in our um our mental well-being and especially if we're not getting that sunlight that's the one vitamin our body can create on its own, but you have to have sunlight so, Um, I am going to stop running my mouth. I'm going to let Crystal take over with her parts and we'll definitely kind of bounce back and forth. But just wanted to introduce seasonal affective disorder to you all, because I think sometimes we, we don't give it the credit it deserves. It does need to be treated and we need to, you know, make sure we're mindful of it. So if we're experiencing it or someone that we know or love has it, we can identify it and help them.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. This is so important right now and timely because for many of us, depending on where we live, we've had these noticeable season changes, right? Going from nice, hot, warm to this cold and dreary type of weather. Yeah. And so we want to, and, and paying attention to have you noticed a shift in your mood from that shift in the weather, uh, you know, paying attention to self to know that. So thinking about holistic approaches is like, important for us to pay attention to our mind and our body to see what we're noticing. Um, And so some things that we can do in this time of year to really rev up and like really support ourselves more is to think about uh, techniques that we can use such as meditation. You know, meditation has evidence-based research that really speaks about how it can impact our mood, especially when we do this consistently. And our consistency could be, consistency could be, Start in our morning, five or 10 minute. You can start with a guided meditation if you're not familiar with meditations and you can find guided meditations for mood, you know, to help with the depression. Like you can find so many resources just like literally put in what you're looking for if you're on YouTube, for example. So guided meditations for depression. Thinking about yoga. Yoga is beautiful because it's moving the body, but it also has a meditative portion to it as well um that can be very helpful in in so many different ways when it comes to our you know connecting our mind and our and our body together. And acupuncture, you know a lot of times we think about acupuncture for pain, which it is, good for pain, but there's there's this connection with using acupuncture to help with mood and help with anxiety, which is like really you know speaks so much to how this this type of Chinese medicine is so impactful for us and to you know, stepping outside of just what we hear typically and seeing like, let me try one of these different techniques and see how it impacts me personally. We have talked in the past about our diet and our nutrition, remembering that there is this connection with our gut health and our brain health. And when we're talking about our mood and, and not feeling, feeling good, seasonal affective disorder, is still a level of depression, right? So we're still talking about mood, and remembering, as Dr. Kamiko mentioned, the serotonin we have more serotonin in our gut than we do in our brain. And when we when we nourish our our gastrointestinal system, our stomachs, uh, then it's a better communicator between the brain and the gut. You know, they can they can flow more cohesively. Uh, so keeping in mind, you know, having whole foods, balanced meals, getting our um, our hydration in. All these things that we can really go strong in around these times of the year when we notice these transitions happening, and going back to light therapy, light therapy can be very, very empowering or very impactful to uh, to how one's mood feels. Uh, you know, it's, there's something about those lights that give off the same—I don't want to say the same type of light as the sun, but it's giving what the sun gives us, the benefits we get out of the sun. These these therapy lights can can be that, and just keep in mind that you don't have to have like a prescription from a doctor to get these therapy lights. You can find these therapy lights on on uh, on Amazon, for example. You can look up and purchase you these these uh these therapy lights and find how to use them. One thing I will say is, if you're dealing with anything like bipolar disorder, you don't want to use therapy lights. You want to still talk to your doctor because you don't want it to also cause any form of mania for you. But if you're having you know, depression that's more uh, uh, unipolar depression, um, or having those shifts that you just simply notice when the weather changes. Trying those therapy lights could be quite a quite an impact. I have not used therapy lights personally, but I know that Kimiko's showing me her therapy lights, and uh, a few of my few of the psychiatrists on my team, they have their therapy lights. You know, because they are effective. So, uh, keeping that in mind. And then let's talk about in terms of our our perspectives and awareness. It's so important to pay attention to the body. I know we are very busy. You know, that's one of the reasons we have created the space, because most many of us are busy if it's because it's our family, if it's because it's our job, but it has us running, you know, and it's so important for us to be able to care for ourselves enough to slow down enough to be able to pay attention to us, you know when we slow down enough, we will start to notice different things that come up for us, what impacts us, and so noticing when these times of the year come, do you start feeling a little bit more sad or or as the spring comes, do you feel like you get an improvement in your mood, just like noticing these parts of yourself um so that that awareness is there and you can understand what is actually happening, and you know. Just remembering that when it comes to our mental health, if we're experiencing something, we do not have to label ourselves in a way that makes us feel like we're othered or or there's something wrong with us particularly. More than likely, another reason that we have brought this space to the forefront is because many of us suffer things alone, thinking that somehow we're the only one. But when we bring awareness, we we find that there is a large portion of people who have the same experiences. And so being able to have the conversation gives us the opportunity to find solutions and find alternatives and get more ideas on uh, what resonates with you in terms of what you would want to try. So... That is what I want to mention. Let's just, you know, be at this point where we can utilize information for the betterment of who it is that we are and we can have a better life experience.
0: Thank you, Crystal. That was wonderful information. And I I did, she mentioned that, and I do, um, I purchased it after noticing that I really had a hard time when we, you know, what is fallback, right? We change that time. And it's like, yeah, we get an extra hour, but I'm like, it's already dark outside and I haven't even had dinner. Right. So my circadian rhythms are like, well, it's dark. So it's, it's time to go to bed. So I had to, you know, figure out how to, to better manage that. One thing just to be mindful of is that you don't want to use that light at six o'clock at night because mm-hmm. it's going to wake you up <laughs> unless you work not- different. Right. But just be mindful. And it doesn't take a long time. That's the beauty you know, 10, 15 minutes is really all that you need. Um, you don't want to shine it directly in your eyes because you, your brain is still computing, right? It's still taking in that light, but it doesn't have to be right in front of you. So I it is that you want to consider, but low mood during this time of the year is common. And we want to just make sure you understand that you are not alone in this, like Crystal said, that it doesn't always take, you know, an act of Congress to feel a little bit better. It could be a $20, $30 light from Amazon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, Or if that means taking a morning walk before work, if you have time, get that fresh air, get that you know sun on your skin. That is like the best medicine sometimes. So patients that are like, I don't really feel like walking, but I'll sit on the porch. And they're just like, yeah, I actually do like that. I enjoy that. So, you know, we don't necessarily have to take um, medication to, sleep, you know, making a few... Um, related to just starting our day and how we finish our day can make a on um, how we rest at night. I appreciate the mention of acupuncture as well. Um, I've done that as well. And absolutely love it. And I've recommended it to some patients with some pretty tough anxiety to manage. And they're like, I felt good afterwards. Some people fall asleep with the needles in them. It's so relaxing. So do your research, ladies, and don't be afraid Might surprise yourself on how effective it is and not have to put another pill in your body. So I hope you all have found this information to be helpful. Um, we would love to hear feedback. Please share it with others you feel may benefit. Um, subscribe to our channel if you have not, because we want to be a safe space for women of color when it comes to mental health things. And Crystal, tell us out.
1: Yes, yeah, so let's Be exactly where Dr. Kamiko mentioned. We are at a place where we are empowering ourselves. We're growing, we're learning, we're growing. And that's where we want to leave you today, uh, thinking of alternatives as well to understand that yes, we don't only have to utilize medicine to get better, we can utilize what we have with us, around us, um, and bringing it all together. So we appreciate you all for taking the time to tune in with us. Uh, We will be back with more. Uh, information that is for your empowerment.
0: Have a good one, ladies. Toodles.